Welcome to Trail Manners, the podcast so dedicated to mountain trails and running that they broadcast out of a 78 Volkswagen bus in the mountains. Who does that? Eric and Joel are your hosts and will bring you the trail life as you may have not heard it before. You hear about everything from gear reviews, nutrition to keep you upright and moving forward, and they'll even bring guests into the bus for conversations that you won't hear anywhere else. It's time for some running adventures on a higher elevation. The old 78 Volkswagen bus is fired up and headed to the mountains. Here are your hosts for Trail Manners, proudly representing the 801 with their passion and love for the trails, Eric Manning and Joel Hatch. Welcome to the Trail Manners Podcast, episode number 19. Today, we are at Park City Running Company, and we're going to be talking to Suzanne Lewis. If this is your first time listening, then thanks for coming. The Trail Manners Podcast is produced every week for your enjoyment, and show notes are found at trailmanners.com. Come back often, and please feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Trail Manners. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get after it. Hello and welcome back to the Trail Manners Podcast. Got a special episode today. We are at Park City Running Company. Uh, took We kind of have taken over the shop a little bit. Uh, I'm sitting here today with Joel. And Joel, why don't you go ahead and introduce our guest? Yeah, so we have a special guest today. Uh, Suzanne Lewis is sitting with us. Suzanne, how are you doing? Great today. Thanks, Joel. How all are right. you? Well, I'm doing pretty good. Thanks for coming all the way up here to Park City. And thank you to Park City Running Company for hosting us today. Yeah. I'm enjoying a, a wonderful latte right now that made by Canis. Yeah, I've got a dirty chai, and uh, uh, I think I just introduced uh, Eric to the dirty chai as well. I've got a dirty chai, so near the end of this uh, podcast, I might be a little amped. Yeah. It's, so I, I apologize yummy. now. That, that's like my biggest weakness is dirty chai right now. And who is, who is the maker of our nice beverage today? Um... Park City Running Park City Company, Run Company did, Canis. Right? Yeah. I mean, they got a coffee shop. How cool is this? I, know. I walked in right? the door, and I smelt coffee, and I'm like, yeah, we, we can stay here for a while. I know, right? The, the only thing that would make it better is to follow that up with, you know, a keg, uh, like Lagunitas <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> we, haven't, we haven't inspected the whole store yet. No, and I think that might be hiding in the back. So if we disappear later and we haven't made it home, you know where we're at. So, again, we do have a special guest with us today. Uh, Suzanne Lewis, you are a registered dietitian. Correct. That's right. Yeah. Yes, Joel. Yeah. You Passionate went to about nutrition. Went to the University of Utah. I did. I was lucky to go there in uh, about t- 2005. I enjoyed master's program there and did my dietetic internship there as well. Awesome. Besides being a rock star dietitian, you're also a trail runner. Yes. You have a pretty good resume. So you know, I can just read a couple off real quick. So, two-time finisher of Hard Rock. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, finished Wasatch 100 a few times, the Bear 100, Bighorn 100. Then you did some of the JV races like Miwok, you know, Kachina Moza, Speed Goat. Uh, I can go on and on. So you're actually preseason trail runner. I've been at it for a little while, and yeah. I, I love it. So and here in our beautiful mountains, the Wasatch, we are just so blessed. We're at the, the base of... Uh, the most beautiful trails. So, yeah, yep. I've enjoyed running in different parts of the West. Right on. That's good. So a couple things we wanted to talk to you about today was obviously nutrition. Um, and then we'll talk about kind of your running and what you do and what your goals are. So let's kind of maybe get into the nutrition side of it first, if you don't mind. Sure. And one of the things that, you know, we're just coming out of winter. 
here in the Wasatch, thank goodness. Um, we're all trying, well, not all of us. Some of us are trying, especially Eric and I, to get to a good race weight. And how is that possible to do, one, in a reasonable time frame, and two, how do you maintain that year-round? So what's your take on that? Okay, that's a great question. You're, you're absolutely right. A lot of us... You know, we tend to be a little less active in the winter. Maybe we still eat just maybe as much as we did when we were training hard. So that yep. tends to be a few pounds over the winter, and that's pretty normal. It's healthy to to gain a little weight just to get keep warm. But um, yeah, as a runner, as you're getting ready to think about the training <laughs> season ahead, you certain a lot of us do think, well, hey, I'd like to drop a few few pounds. My personal feeling is that this ideal racing weight is a little bit of a um, you know, a, a misnomer in terms of that there isn't one ideal weight for us. And really, when it comes down to it, um, you know, starting to think about your training season ahead, usually in the beginning, early season, you might start to be a little more active. Cutting your calories a little bit to, uh, to reduce weight is certainly one option. But you really want to think about that um, pre ramping up your training. You don't right. really want to be in weight loss mode during your training um, and focus training season, um, mainly because you do need that extra energy to actually keep up your energy to be training and get the most out of your workouts. Right. So, so maybe during your base phase yes. is when you kind of dial it in, right? And you kind of get yep. in that phase that you're most comfortable with your body, yep. right? As far as that weight goes. I think that's maybe a better way to describe that. And that's yeah. what it kind of sounds like you're trying sort to just reaching that balance, getting a little more back into the, I really feel that, that matching your food and your activity is really important. Um, that, you, you know, it's really a dynamic process. It's very personal for a lot of us in terms of what works well, but um, maintaining an ideal race weight through the year is really not an, a goal that I would recommend for people that it usually does if you are anything like myself you know I know that at certain races I've felt like I've been a little lighter maybe at certain races I've been a little heavier um, I don't I don't know that um, trying to achieve the ideal weight is is really going to get us um, to the point where we're truly fueling and healthy through the year so okay so yeah you brought up a good point then so being healthy through the year what what would be kind of if you've got a new client yes and this client's a runner maybe two runners maybe two fat old guys I'm not <laughs> saying it's eric and i but even though you looked right at me what no i just wanted to make sure that we we're on the same page so how would you advise you know a new client to be healthy then for the through the whole year because the, the client's goal is to run as well as they can mm-hmm. right absolutely and that's that's the end goal, right? Run as well as they can and be healthy, and th- and that's kind of like the the overall kind of point that maybe we'll take away from this conversation is running well and being healthy at the same time for sure. for your your life as a runner. For a life as a runner, yeah, yeah. I think when I think about athletes um, and even just people getting more active, really, what it comes down to is is what is your um, what is your day to day look like a lot of times we think of specific things for training and racing and that is important but um for health really it's getting those fundamentals and a lot of people um a lot of us you know it's a struggle to get those um those things that are high in nutrient and um and probably not very calorie dense so 
following a real high So what would be an example of that? Plan. Real, yeah, give us an example of, of that. Right. Um, you know, I'm thinking foods like, obviously, the fruits and veggies. But um, really, for training, I do focus on a lot of the whole grain carbohydrates. The, okay. the carbohydrates that are going to be slower burning, that provide a lot more nutrition. So I do think um, when I'm thinking about someone coming into a counseling situation, it's more about starting from where they are. So not... Not trying to change the complete eating pattern, but right. really starting to look at what does your uh, eating look like through the day? Are you someone that's skipping breakfast and maybe therefore um, getting too hungry later in the day and maybe snacking on the high ref you know, sugars and uh, things like that where your energy is going to drop low and then you get into a cycle you know, there? So I think really getting to a consistent pattern where you're, you're getting good nutrients in on a regular basis through your day is probably one of the things that I would first start working with people on is just really um, focusing in on the quality of the foods they're eating at a regular, consistent pattern over the day. That's huge, that quality, right? Yeah. I mean, I think just looking at all three of us here at the table, we're all kind of shaking our heads yes. The quality trumps everything, right? Absolutely. It's it's a little bit like the fuel in your car. I mean, I yeah. know we use that that, men, uh, that mentality, metaphor, that metaphor right? and what kind of fuel you're putting in there. Certainly... Um, you know, I think another thing that we need to remember is enjoyment of food, actually, and that, you know, there, there are cases where people get um, overly concerned about restricting right. only eating the perfect foods, and that can actually backfire as well. Absolutely. I can see yeah. that. You know, if you're, if you're like, oh, I can only have this grass-fed, <laughs> you know, eight-month-old cow from southern Idaho. Right. That's going to kind of screw things up. It makes your food choices really limited, right. and it makes it harder to stick with eating well over time. So you should have kind of that, that, that latitude to be like, okay, for you know, 80% of the time, I'm going to stick this way, right? And maybe 20%. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Finding your balance. I think that uh, if you're having significant crave food cravings and things like that, especially during training when you're an athlete, if you are uh, finding yourself craving foods and things like that, you might want to look at your overall pattern as well to think maybe I'm not getting enough calories. Maybe I'm not getting the quality. Right. Maybe my body is, is uh, not getting the nutrients that I need to keep me kind of balanced, keep my energy maintained. Um, and really keep me training and, and um, even mentally focused on my race in the way that I could be. So, so give me an example. Early yeah. on, you talked about a few things that kind of hit home with me. One is winter weight. I mean, yes. I'm still I still got winter weight from 2010 that I'm packing around. <laughs> right. uh, I can't seem to lose. And then losing weight. Mm -hmm. You know, I want to drop at least a kindergartner or a first grader before you know right. the season's <laughs> over. Um, but when you want to say you want to lose weight, but you want to train. Mm -hmm. So I've done this before where I've done kind of a more of a whole food approach, uh -huh. but I've noticed like first couple of weeks, my energy level, my time on the trail, it suffers really bad. Mm -hmm. But then your body adapts to it and you start to pick up that energy. Is there like a transition type of, I don't know, I want to say, I want to say eating habit, I guess is the best way to transition. Yeah. Make sure you have energy, but you also maybe are restricting your, your carbs or your sure. calories, but you still have that energy. Yeah, there, there's definitely, um, you know, one, certainly when you're looking to cut calories, where are you going to do that? I right. mean, there's times where cutting the carbohydrates a little bit, getting, rather than following a very high carbohydrate diet, maybe dialing that down, increasing your protein intake a little bit. 
um, getting those healthy fats. So you could um, you know, replace some of the carbohydrates, which are the more calories there, with some of the lower carbohydrate um, foods, like even fruits and vegetables and even things like beans. But these are all things that do require, your body has to adapt mm -hmm. to being efficient using, um, you know, higher, a little higher fat diet, for example. So you, you can, um, it definitely, I would say consistency is one of the big keys with any kind of eating approach and finding what works for you. So you mentioned that time it takes to get trained, to get used to this eating plan, and then really getting your body kind of used to that um, consistent intake of these nutrients. That's, I think that's, what I find a lot of people maybe struggle with is the consistency over time, and they mm -hmm. maybe don't get to that point where they start to really see the benefits of right. those high-nutrient foods. Well, and I think as we've yeah. talked about even on the show, it's just so easy to not eat healthy because it of is. the conveniences. Um, yep. I'm in a hurry because everybody, no one has enough time in the day, so you're driving by, oh, look, there's you know taco time or you know <laughs> whatever it might time. be. I just threw that out there because taco sounds pretty good. But um, you find the easy foods. But that healthy lifestyle, the stuff that you, you almost have to, and I've done this in the past, you mm -hmm. have to really plan for. You have to stock the fridge. You have to prepare the food early. But it's, it's more of a not just a planning your meal but having it available. Absolutely. I, do, I think you're absolutely right that the environment plays a huge role in what we eat. And mm -hmm. if you, there's a lot of research studies to show that, you know, the larger the portion of uh, chips that are right in front of you, the more likely you're going to eat more. And that's just natural human. In fact, the way we evolved was that food was scarce. And right. so, I mean, it was very adaptive for us to eat more when we had it. Right. So now we're just in a, we have to adapt and, and uh, get smart about our eating environment. And I think you're absolutely right, Eric. Uh, focusing in on tr little tricks like that is huge. Setting yourself, setting your environment up to support what you're up to. Um, and I also think being active, I don't know about you guys, but I find that, the experience of learning how to eat while you're running or while you're doing um, a sport gives you this real in tune sense with mm -hmm. what feels good, what, you know, you start to really think about, does this feel good? Do I want to eat this food? How is that going to feel later when I'm really wanting to get my good workout in? So I think, I think activity really supports that eating in that lifestyle. Yeah, I think leading up to like your, so if you look at this over the course of a week and how you train, you touched on this really well. So, say like last night, if you're eating like a big old fat burrito, then this morning you're not going to feel like going and or your training's not going to be as good as it could have been because you made that poor choice last night, right? And then it almost cascades sometimes. Mm -hmm. We're like, oh, I didn't train today, you know. I can eat crappy again today because I'm going to get back at it tomorrow, yeah. right? Yeah. It's that, the old adage of I'm going to I'm going to train tomorrow so I can eat that whole pizza today or or have right. that ice cream tonight. Oh, yeah. yeah, I do think you're right that um, getting into the habit of using exercise as a way to, to just burn off calories because you ate something that you felt guilty about really does set you up in terms of a negative feeling about exercise as well, right. where you start to feel like it's a punishment because you ate, you know, your favorite food. Mm -hmm. So I really feel like... Um, enjoying what you're doing so you know running if that's your thing enjoy that and I think many of us here on this podcast probably do but I really feel like it's so important not to be um, too focused on only the health benefits that you really want to focus on what feels good and what you enjoy 
So I think maybe enjoying that burrito once in a while, hey, right. that's good. Well, so I think you just touched on something that's important, and I think a lot of people are struggling with this right now, is they don't know what it actually feels mm-hmm. like yeah. to be healthy because they're getting this constant you know, trigger from either taco time or they're driving by the gas station. All of a sudden, they have that subliminal cue of, oh, hey, I want to go over there and get a, a soda. Right. Uh, I don't drink soda. Eric doesn't drink soda. But I'm saying I think a lot of people yeah. struggle with that. I think you're absolutely right. I I do agree that there are a lot of things in the food industry right now that these highly palatable foods, they call it, where they are literally adding things that trigger some of our um, evolved, uh, you know, another thing was we evolved to want to eat sugar when it was available because Mm -hmm. we didn't have access to very much sugar when we were, you know, evolving. So I think we have the same with fats and even sodium salt, where these are very highly palatable. We have a a higher response rate to these foods. And so the industry is not necessarily helping us with uh, what choosing these foods that they're too prevalent. They're not, they're not your friends. (laughs) They got to hit that magic recipe. So you buy more of this stuff. That's right. right? I mean, mean, that's that's what it's all about. But I, I think we come back to the point is, yeah. I think we don't have that intuition anymore. We've kind of lost that intuition of I don't really need to eat anymore because it's that constant stimulus that's all around us now. Yeah, it is. It is possible. So how do, how do we if fight you think that? Right? About kids. Um, oh yeah, trust know. me, I got that problem. My six year old. Holy cow! Do you remember the time where they were actually more naturally in tune? I don't know if you if this has been completely lost in kids, but. We've often said that, you know, kids mm. show us what is in eating kind of intuitively, if you want to call it. Intuitive right. eating is something that is being promoted more in terms of kind of trusting your internal signals, learning how to reconnect with your hunger right. and fullness. And that children are often some of our best teachers where, you know, I, I actually don't have kids myself, but That's I have okay. heard that, um, you know, parents experience like, you know, trying to force an active two-year-old to sit down and eat yeah. is, is it is I don't know. What about have you? No. Did you experience intuitive eating in your kids when I was at all? younger? Well, uh, myself or yeah. my my boy, because I guess myself. You know, we're all you know over the age of forty at this table, and we probably didn't have as many opportunities, exposure. right, or exposures. That's a good way to describe it, um, as kids do now, right? And now I don't think I don't even think my son knows, you know, he doesn't have that intuitive anymore. He lost it because mm. there's that constant right. availability of just junk. Well, I mean, you look, I mean, I have kids and you look too, as, as when you go grocery shopping, again, you're, you lack time. So you're looking for what's been huge is the quote unquote meal replacement. You know, when I was yeah. a kid, we sat down at like a table. Like a lunchable? Yeah. We sat yeah. down at had a table. Had real food. And had yeah, real exactly. food, had real conversation. You know, people cooked over the stove, and it came, and it was steaming, and your, hot was, your plate was hot. And now it's when you get around to it or, you know, again, it's the, the stopping because yeah. we're running out. We're headed right. here. We need to go to the band practice and then over to the soccer yep. game. On the way, we're going to grab a, you know, so chili busy. cheese corn dog, and then we're going <laughs> to come over here, and then you did really good, so I'm going to go get you a soft serve. And, oh, yeah, because you know, dad, cause dad wants a soft serve. dad wants yeah. a soft serve. Right? So, I mean, that's yeah. kind of what it's evolved. So I think there's two parts of that is that meal replacement. They got the little squeezable yogurt. Oh, yeah. And they're not yogurt. now. No. You know, yeah. but it is. It's something that kids look at. It's on the go. I can hurry and take it with me on my way on the school bus or whatever. Yeah, and parents are, I mean, I'm not saying you're being suckered, but you just, you don't know. You look at it and you're like, oh, it's yogurt. It's going to be healthy. And really, it's probably not. Yeah. Right? There's, it's, 
There's a lot yeah. of mixed messages, but you mentioned something that I think really makes sense is that um, it is pretty hard to go wrong if you're cooking and preparing yeah. your food at home. Yeah. And that is, I think that's one of the biggest strategies, even as athletes and pe busy people, is that we tend to get pretty busy. Sometimes we rely on convenience foods like bars, and, and that's right. not a bad thing, but not as your stable your everyday, stable go everyday to. diet. If you're cooking, preparing your foods, it's uh, a lot more likely that you're eating real food. Yep. Now, uh, so Eric does a really good job of this. Usually on Sunday, he'll he'll fix food for the week, right? So he usually tells me either Saturday or Sunday. He's like, dude, I'm going to do this. I'm going <laughs> to do that. And I'm like, you're going to be cooking all day. And he does a really good job of it. And what that does is, you know, it sets him up to be successful during the week. Yeah. He's less likely to go ahead and grab that thing that is going to maybe throw him off. And it allows his family to have good choices as right. well. And then it becomes that quick on-the-go thing because mm -hmm. you can just reach in the refrigerator. You can grab a couple, you know, pieces of brisket. Yeah. And some some uh, roasted Brussels sprouts. Oh, that you're you're dialing it in. You listen, oh, yeah. man. Love I those Brussels sprouts. Love those. Those are like Balsamic. just yeah. crushing those right now. Right, love them. Right now at our house, it's big as Brussels sprouts, spaghetti squash, and green beans. Mm. Yep, that's what we have in our refrigerator as well. It's well, so that's yummy. That's pretty cool because right now some of the seasonal items are coming in, like asparagus, and I think yep. Brussels sprouts are also kind of coming in. So even in here in early winter, we can sometimes get these. These types of veggies and eating in season is a good strategy. That does yeah. give you more nutrients. Some of these foods are really fresher, higher nutrients. Right. So it sounds like you're on the right. That's huge. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty awesome that, I that can he stick does with that. it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you have the realities of life. You know, you do pretty good for maybe two weeks, and then you get a week where right. you're stressed out, right? Yeah. It's like in anything where even training cycles, where you know you can't you can't train at peak peak training all year round and I think sometimes we get into that habit even with nutrition that when we make a change you know in our eating that we have to do it to the level that it's going to be you know sustainable 100% for the rest of our life <laughs> and I've, I've noticed in the eating side of things yeah. the spiraling is easier like when you eat healthy like I've done this you know four weeks maybe five weeks really just dialed it in feel great you know, my clothes are a little, little looser, and then you grab that one thing, and it's just like you're, it kicks the your brain. floodgates are open. It really right? does. It does, right? It it's does. you got this, like, deep primordial thing in your brain that says, give me more of that, right? <laughs> more sugar. Yeah, more salt, more just whatever. And, and even then though you feel horrible, you still do it. It's hard to control that, though, mm. because, uh, you know, the industry knows. The, they're no dummies. They've done plenty of research on this. You know, that's where a lot of the profits goes into the research. How can we get more people hooked on this stuff, right? So You know, one thing I found really interesting is um, this concept of mindful eating. I don't know if you've heard. It's uh, Mindfulness is kind of trendy right now. It is. And, and a lot of people talking about meditation, whatever. But mindful eating is really interesting. I've been, this is one of my journeys, is um, I've found that when you do pay attention more to your eating, when you literally eat without so much distraction, because a lot of things we are doing right now is we're busy when we're eating. We're eating in our car. We're working at know, the computer. Eating at the computer, yep. and and we're not truly getting the information of how kind of satisfying that right. food is. So it leaves us kind of unsatisfied in a way, and it's not as enjoyable. So one thing I've noticed with mindful eating is, and I'm just practicing myself, is even just eating, you know, my 
thing of oatmeal, but it's like really tasting it, allowing it to be kind of the flavor, the texture, the experience, or when you go out to eat, you right. or with a family friend and you're eating and it's like this all of the experience of being mindful of that actually helps you really feel more satisfied and actually makes healthy eating um, you know, something that you want. It's an experience that you it's not just eating good food that you know in your head is right, but that experience of s- truly being nourished. Right. I, I guess. I mean, that so, makes a lot of sense because yeah. I, I look at them, I look at that, and I have this conversation with my kids and a lot of people. Some of the best meals growing up were going to grandma's mm-hmm. when she cooked on Sundays, and again, the food was great. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, amazing food, but it was that kind of what you were doing in the moment. Yes. There was no TVs, no radios on. There was no, no phone iPad, ringing, no, no iPads. Xbox. It was listening to grandma and grandpa's stories. You talk about the week. You that's know, right. you talk about the farm. That's right. Just, and, I mean, that's Connection. In- interesting you say that because it is. It's like I, ca- I can still remember the food we ate, mm. you know, and that's been a long time, but I can't tell you what I had last week while I was working at my computer at lunch. You know what I mean? So that, that makes a lot of sense. No, that's a good point. I'm trying to think what I had yesterday at lunch because I, I grabbed it, I fixed it, and I sat in front of the computer. Yeah. And I don't remember what I had. That is so interesting. Hmm. Hmm. And I bet Grandma was cooking some pretty good oh, home-cooked foods oh, right now. know it, right? Pot roast, real mashed potatoes. <laughs> real mashed real, potatoes. Oh, yeah, right? Gosh. She actually mashed them right. every, and out of the With garden hand. from oh, the, right. the backyard. From the garden. Yeah. And she so pulled a Lucy and got her feet in there and just kind of mashed them Probably around, did. Right? I mean, it was amazing. And again, I was little, so it wasn't like I was always looking forward to this healthy food. Right. But, you know, of course, I always went home with icebox fudge, but that's a different story. <laughs> <laughs> so. That's right. Grandma, <laughs> she took all about moderation. She took care of me. Yep. <laughs> So I think that, you know, we can probably take a little break right now and we'll come back and maybe we'll switch gears and maybe talk a little about actual running. That sounds great. Right? Wow, that'll be nice. So, all right, we'll be right back with Suzanne Lewis. This is Luke Nelson. You're listening to Trail Manners Podcast, bringing you the dirt and the vert. All right, welcome back to the Trail Manners Podcast. Again, we are at the Park City running company. It's a pretty sweet store. If you haven't had a chance to visit Park, Re- Park City Running Company, please do. They have everything that you're going to need for the seasoned runner and especially for trail runners because, you know, Canis, he's the trail runner guy and he likes to support us trail runners. So again, stop by. They are, it looks like they're in Jeremy Ranch. Is that where we're at? Yep, right in Jeremy Ranch. Yeah, behind the well, it's not in Albertsons. What do they call those now? Fresh Markets. Fresh Markets. So it's behind the, the Fresh Market right off the freeway. So stop by, support these guys. They're awesome. So again, we are talking with uh, runner extraordinaire and nutritionist Suzanne Lewis. So Suzanne, thank you again for coming up here and talking to us. You just laid down some great information about nutrition. And during the break, we probably had a really good conversation that we probably should have recorded about <laughs> being really mindful about what you eat. Yeah, that was a great conversation. This, that, this always happens. You know, we take a break and whoever the guest is, we get talking and the, the content and that comes out of that is like gold. So we're going to try to bring you on the show again. I'd Be- love to come back. We appreciate that because there's so much more we can talk about. Um, and we don't want to make this show too long. So let's switch gears. Let's talk about you as the runner, right? So here's where you get to be uncomfortable, okay. right? So how did you get in the trail running? It was a natural evolution. I, I will admit, I have been a runner since I, f- I started. I came out randomly for the high school track team. I was like, what, you know, 14 
and running, I just fell in love with it. Did honestly, you? I was one of those people that I just loved running. So did you run track and cross country? <laughs> I did. I did yeah. cross country track, and then I did a little bit of running in college, and kind of I got really burnt out um, on the structure and the. It's a lot of miles, right? It was. It was a lot, and I I just had lost the love of running, right. and so I I took a little break. But um, when I moved here to Utah, honestly. Um, that really changed. I had come from the East Coast and right. I had, didn't have access to trails, uh, you know, but I, I get now, like, there's ultra runners everywhere. So, right. so when did you move to Utah? Um, I moved here just after the Olympics in 2003. Okay. Right. Um, just to go to study nutrition at the U. Okay. Um, and then I met some people up here. It's really about community for me. I met some runners that right. did these trail runs, did these crazy you know, uh, ultra runs eventually. Um, but I just started with just learning how to run on trail, which is, is different than different. road. So when yeah. you first started, were you like super worried about pace? Like, oh my gosh, I'm going so slow for, you know, this uh, course of five miles. Or did you just kind of no. get into it and you're like, this is so awesome. I don't care. Yeah. That luckily what happened for me was I refound the love of running after so cool. having been, you know, kind of burnt out. I really just enjoyed being on our trails and, and enjoyed the people. And yeah. so the, the people are the best, right? Really? We have an amazing community. And I think that's, I think I hear a lot of people say that, yeah. that trail running and trail runners are just some of the best people. Yeah. We say meet. it just about every week on the show. Uh, pretty much every week on the show. Yeah. And yeah, people are like, you guys, pretty good yeah. people. Well, thanks. That's awfully <laughs> nice of you to say that for meeting us for the first time. Yeah. So you move the the Salt Lake. Yeah. You reconnect with that that love of running, but it's on trails now. Yeah. So you're running consistently, hopefully at that point, right? Yeah. Getting back out there. So how did you get into racing then? Yeah. Um, it was just a natural evolution because racing is a great opportunity to see places. And uh, that's, yeah, is. that's why I love racing is that you get to go to the most amazing, beautiful places in a race where you get out there, you have support for that, and you're, you're able to just kind of enjoy the experience of being out without being worried about all of the necessities at times. So I've, I've just enjoyed, um, I've raced a lot in Utah, but I've kind of picked certain races outside of Utah to explore. So what's your, what's your favorite race here in Utah? In Utah. Putting you on the spot. Yeah. I know. I don't want to do any damage. <laughs> I have really loved all of... No, but no, 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 no. Here, Come on now. Okay. You gotta Here's give what us, I'll give say. Us, give us your favorite. I really like the grassroots runs. And, and um, I don't know that it's an official race, but the Bow Show. I'll give a shout oh, out yeah. to the Bow Show. The Bow Show uh, Marathon. marathon. Yeah. That's good stuff, right? <laughs> it is. Um, Never heard of it. Wink, no, wink. Yeah, exactly. I Never heard it. The race that, <laughs> that shall not be named that happens in April. <laughs> That's right. It's not an official race. <laughs> right. But um, but I, I, I think ultimately the, the most you know dear to the heart is... Uh, I, I guess the Wasatch 100, okay. I could also say. I have a love-hate relationship with the Wasatch. I think a lot of people do. <laughs> right? But was that your first 100? Uh, yes, it was, actually. Nice. Me too. Man. Nice. Well, just bite it off right yeah. from the get-go, right? <laughs> right? Just get right to it. <laughs> That's awesome. So then let's extend that. So you're traveling to go to the runs. What's your favorite out-of-state race oh. so far? So far, um, I've run a couple of races that are smaller in New Mexico, actually. Um, I've kind of taken a liking to northern New Mexico. Um, there is a really nice race down there that you've probably run. Um, Uh-oh, it's, it's in Los Alamos, and I, it's the, the name of it is... is 
Is it Hemis? Yeah. Hemis. Hemis. Yeah. Hemis. Yeah. I heard that's super tough. It's actually a very hard course, definitely a lot of uh, good climbing, but it, it truly is a, an amazing, beautiful landscape. So, um, and good people that run that race. So I think, I think a lot of, a lot of hard rockers go down to that course. Yeah. Oh, that's right? true. Yeah. yeah. I mean, is that, is that, I cause I mean, you being I the hard rock, right. okay. I kind of forgot that hard, rock, forgot veteran now, that hard right? rock was in the mix here. Yeah, You're a hard rock veteran <laughs> How now. How do you forget that? Yeah. Right. <laughs> the pain, the yeah. pain. Totally <laughs> downplaying that. I've <laughs> blocked it out. No, yeah. I actually, hard rock is truly one of the most amazing races. So I, and I'm so grateful I got to, to finish that. Race. Well, you've done that twice, <laughs> not just once. Not That's once. Yeah. So your, your short term and long term memory are severely affected. Right. True. Now, have you done it both directions? I have. I got to. I luckily got in two times, back to back years. Amazing. Um, but we had gone out. We had. I had fallen in love with hard rock for a number of years, and I, I've. We kept going back to pace others to volunteer. So to actually get into the race uh, was was truly an honor. And you know, we have a lot of veteran hard rockers around here. Yeah, we do. Rock Horton and yeah. other. Uh, that Carl guy. He's Carl Meltzer, fast. and so it, yep. you kind of get to see these people and think, "Wow, that's uh, I'd love to get to join them out there in those beautiful mountains." <laughs> so, the first time you did hard rock, were yeah. you just? What was your your experience like? What was your feelings like going into it? Yeah. Um, were you terrified? You know, I I say I was not, and that's probably ignorance is bliss. <laughs> um, I had I had an idea that it just was going to be beautiful, and I was just so excited that I actually got in. So I was that's cool. So pretty you just excited. Enjoyed the moment. I did my grandeur laps. I tried to <laughs> you know the, uh, I did start to use my poles, yep. and uh, I learned the things from those veterans, the people yeah. that teach us what like where we've I've learned everything is mostly our community here and. So I tried to learn from the people that have done it. I was pretty excited about it, though. And, that, and that's one thing we've talked about before is the the people, the veterans. A lot of time these veterans aren't just, I've done this right. once or twice. or people, yeah, I've won that. I've taken second. I've run it ten times. Right. right. So there are people these that... humble, yeah, humble, humble people. Yeah, humble people. But in, I don't know, I guess in a way you kind of look at them as like, wow, look, who, look what they've done. But yet when you talk to them, they are right there. To su- support yeah. and to give you whatever information they can help you with, yeah. and I think that's what's so unique about the trail community. It is. It's way cool because I mean, we get to interview some cool people on this show, right? Yeah. Oh, and yeah. And then you get to talking to them. You're like, yeah, you're like the super rock star runner, but then you're like, oh, you're like the coolest person too. Yeah, you you wouldn't know that, right. and even when you talk to them. So if you, yeah, I've run that race a few times, and you find out they've won it three. Yeah, you know? exactly. <laughs> like talking about like like Luke Nelson, you know, he's like super fast, yeah. right? And he's the nicest guy. Same with like Ty Draney. Mm. They're two of the best guys, right? But they're also just they Crazy crush fast. things. Yeah, they they do a lot of good stuff. So I think that's neat that you could, yeah, go to those people and get some information and take Absolutely. it back because you know what it turned. That's where you're at now. Right. Yeah. You know, so you've done it twice. You've done both directions. So now people can come to you and say, yeah. hey, what do you think? So <laughs> well, it almost like comes, yeah, yeah, it comes full circle, though. It does. Yeah. I think you guys are so right in that I don't think we realize the, the impact we can have on others and that uh, we have even, you never know who's running next to you. You never know what their life has been. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of times lately I hear people talking about they're running for someone that has cancer or something. Right. And, and you know what? I think we come together and uh, we 
we impact each other just by running next to each other and just by offering that kind word like, hey, nice job. Uh, you're looking good. Keep going. I, I just I think we don't realize how much we have to offer. And I, I really appreciate the quote unquote veterans that have still maintain this willingness to give after all that um, they've done and you know their lives. Well, so do you think that pioneer? Well, I mean they pioneer it to right. some degree and now We're you look at some of the races that they've pi pioneered or now they're huge. So right. even they have a hard time getting in, but they don't yeah. look at it as like I'm not going to help you. You're taking right. my spot. It's right. oh yeah, so this is what you need to do. So I think it just kind of goes back and you know in a real quick story I was hiking one day with some, my my wife. And everybody on the trail was like, hey, how you doing? How you doing? And and she's like, is it always like this? I'm like, yeah. yeah. I yeah. said, now go to the grocery store, right, yeah. and see how many people tell you hi. You know, go to the mall. See how many pe it's people that are on the trail and outdoors. It's just a different mindset. So do you think the, the outdoors does that to people, or is it that type of person that is drawn to the outdoors? Or maybe a little bit of both, right? I think it's a little bit of both. I do, too. I think... I think about what you learn in your times when you're out there, sometimes by yourself is in the, in, on the trail, in the thoughts you have, the things that you become aware of and maybe mindful of. Yep. It's maybe a little bit of that mindfulness thing mm -hmm. of really what's important in life and the appreciation of what we can do. Well, because you're out there and you're, you're really, no matter what you're doing, it's simplest form. You right. know, it's just you with a pair of shoes and yeah, you got all the tech gear and everything right. else, but it's just, it's the simplest form of doing something, it is. right? And it's mm -hmm. comes to the core of the exercise. Mm -hmm. But, you know, as we talked at break, what you brought up is, you know, kind of that whole mindful thing when you're on the trail, you know, you can be out there for two, three hours and come back and you, I don't even remember what I thought about, or right. I wasn't gone that long because you get caught up in that I'm moment so and you mentioned here. being in the flow, mm -hmm. you know, and I think that's, you know, part, part person part environment you know it's a good combination of both well, i think you hit it right on the head for sure it's kind of what your trail manners is i i'm assuming there's something about that with the name i don't know well, if you've talked about name, that right it's manning is his last oh. name yeah my my nickname in college when i played at weber state my uh, nice. coach was from south africa and oh. all the people on our team you could end their name in e like ryrie russy scotty mikey and they get to me i got nothing so he would just go, and manners. And it just kind of <laughs> stuck. So it just kind of stuck it. there. So yeah. it came by default. Uh, but, yeah, it, it kind of stuck. But it, mm. it's a, it's a kind of a double entendre there. I guess so, yeah. So you've been really successful, right? I, I think you have. I mean, you've done a lot of big races. You've placed well. And I think that's another thing that maybe a lot of people don't know about. You really have placed well in these races. Um, is, and you probably don't want to talk about it, and that's fine. But are you at the point now where you're like, I'm looking for something new, different. something bigger, something maybe in a different country. So what, what are the kind of things that keep you motivated? Yeah, For me, I know everyone has their own motivation for running. And I, I think my running has been a journey. There's, there, when I was a little younger, I used to really want to be, you know, real competitive and I don't, I was never, you know, the top in any race, but I, I did okay. And I certainly felt like I had pr performed well. I think now I do find that my satisfaction is truly coming from that experience, um, of the race and, and what, um, it teaches me about myself. And so I, I have, 
stop thinking as much about performance and more about what I'm going to learn or maybe who I may meet on this trail. But I, I still have my goals. Um, I did actually get into Western States this year. Did so you? Oh, okay. Holy well, cow. I, well, that's, yeah. that's, that's a first. by me. I've uh, <laughs> been flying for seven years. And so I got in this year and it Good was like, you. oh, okay. gonna. And, you know, that's just, I think for me, that's like getting to be a part of this, this legacy, this history of yeah. our sport and, so I'm pretty excited, and, and that's not like my... F- I, I do like a hard rock style race, so right. this is more running, and it's more maybe a little warmer. I don't know. We'll see. But uh, I think that's the challenge, and that's what I think keeps me engaged is, is just that what I'm going to learn in the process of of getting to there and being in that beautiful place with, with these community of ours. That's pretty cool yeah. that you got in. That's that's awesome because uh, our next show is with uh, Canis, and he yeah. got in. And he got in. So yep. this is like oh a, good. This is a big day for the show. Yeah, this we will <laughs> have a U- there's a number of Utahns, <laughs> so I think we have a good Utah uh, contingent heading yeah, out. The so, Jernicks and so what are you doing to prepare for wh- is Western? So is that your? Yeah. I mean, is that is like it your, your focus? A race. This is my. I year. guess so. Yeah, and I was a little slow to start with our little snowy season. Um, yeah, right now I'm building up base, so that is one. One of my strategies, I guess I've maybe learned is because I, I really have had, I, I cross my fingers, I've had almost no injury in my however long years of That's running. Fantastic. That's great. So one of, one of my strategies is I really take it slow when I'm building up. So I'm really in the base phase and I'm just getting out to try to do those two to three, you know, working up to the three hour run. I'm not even running that yet. And I'm probably little off off the timeline but I, I'm starting to, to you know, run more longer back to backs and okay. that's mm-hmm. kind of the strategy I'm working on right now so what's and then uh, then I got to start running for western states so right. what's your typical in your mind because you've done it before what's yeah. a typical uh, how long does it take to build the base you get comfortable with before right. you pick it up um, I feel like solid two months is probably where I start to feel like I think one of the dangers is to start feeling kind of good and then start to quick move too fast with your training. And then you get an injury that kind of sidelines you or kind of limits your training for that next few months. So I, I really think giving it two months. So I'm probably about a month in. And I do have a race coming up in uh, Moab. I'm going to go check out the Behind the Rocks oh, yeah. Ultra. Mm-hmm. Have you ever done that? No, I have, okay. I have not. Just curious, get down there to the desert, but it, it looks like fairly low elevation, so probably a lot of running, which will be good for me in right. Western. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I've done the base building. I'm on year seven. Yeah. I'm still working okay, on the base. Yeah. So that might be a little no, longer really. time frame than yours. <laughs> when I first started, I, I took two years, I think, to build up to a 50-miler. I think that's what it was for me, is just for those of us that are getting started, like, Take your time, enjoy yeah. it, get used to being out there for those long hours, and you'll get there. So do you have anything else after Behind the Rocks before Western? Do you have any other race yeah. to prep you? I am planning on the Hemis again. Oh, nice. Yeah, okay. just That'll be a good we, one because you'll yeah, get the heat. Get you, the, you know the course. Yeah, exactly. I, I, go down and have some fun. I don't tend to go to the ones all, a lot over and over. I like the novelty, but we do have family. Uh, my boyfriend has family in Los Alamos, so we'll be get to stay with them, get some home-cooked food. There you go. Right on. Yeah. The mindful awesome. eating. <laughs> yeah. So after you, you know, have fun down at Western, yeah. you got anything later in the summer or the fall planned? 
I, I am on the waiting list for the Bear 100. Oh, so yeah. I will where you, so where you at back the list, to that. You know? I feel like Top I'm number gosh, 50 or something. Oh, my gosh. Maybe. Wow. So I'm probably going to get in, I think, actually. Yeah. It, he's been doing a pretty good job of getting people in. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people do uh, get off the waiting list. So, yeah, don't be afraid. Get on the waiting list. If you're no, I about think the it. waiting list is like a couple hundred deep now. <laughs> something <Jeez>. ridiculous <laughs> like That's, that. I just can't believe how yeah. quick it filled. Yeah, First it's a ever. beautiful race. Yeah. Oh, it is. That's we, my we, favorite. We talk about it on the show. Yeah. I mean, pretty much every episode, I think pretty the much. bear comes up for yeah. one reason or another. It's because my love of the bear. Yeah. That's yeah. why. Yeah. And Well, it's a hard rock qualifier, and that's another reason nice. why. It, we it have a couple bloomed, of those in our right? state. And yeah. the, you don't have to go through the lottery to get in, or you didn't. Right. And all the other qualifiers are pretty much full right now. I think I don't I know think if there's so. any that are open. Well, there is, but I'm not going to mention it. Yeah, there's might, not there might be it. one, but we I'm don't not allowed to talk about that. Race. We don't want a gut punch. I was, uh, I was threatened with violence if I said the, the <laughs> name, so and I was, I was the witness. Yeah. The name that cannot be spoken. <laughs> yeah, that's right. that's right. I'm not allowed to talk about it, even though we're talking about it right now. Yeah, and I'm going to so get a lot of grief over it. That's, that's always fun, though. Getting but anyway, so that's awesome. If you get into, if that's a great year, Western states and the Bear. That's awesome. That, that that'd well, be amazing. I'd be pretty psyched. I'm not that one that does multiple big races in a year, so yeah. I really do. I enjoy the training. I try to focus on those ones and then just see how it goes. Okay. As you awesome. guys know. <laughs> so so here's a question for you. Sure. You're training. You're getting into these races. We're in a park. We're in Park City Running Company. The wall I'm looking at is full of. <laughs> Nutrition companies. There's a rack full of nutrition companies. You're yeah. a vet, you're a veteran of the tough races, and you've yeah. got some tough ones coming. What is what's your race strategy? What's your race plan for nutrition? What do you use? What mm-hmm. you know? What what, what works? And things do yeah, I what use? What works for you? Because I mean, that's a big discussion. That is a good question. Um, as I've over the time, I've gotten. I, I really was heavily relying on gels and things, and I have shifted my, I've gotten used to training on more quote-unquote real foods, and so I do eat things like these Lara bars, I don't know if you ever heard of that, fruit yeah. nut bars, yeah. things mm-hmm. like that, and I will eat at aid stations I, um, since I'm not as much concerned about that peak performance, as I mentioned, I tend to want to get you know, get the nutrition, keep going, keep my mental and positive. Uh, that's for me been one of the priorities. So I do carry gels. I do like V fuel brand names are, I found that one to be really easy to take down. Um, I know they do put a little bit of, I think fat in that and it helps to keep it kind of, you know, a little bit gut friendly there. Um, and so I mix gels. I also do the electrolyte beverages. So um, which one do you use? And I do use Scratch lately. Okay. I've, uh, really Scratch Labs. Yeah, yeah. I, see I, like on, that. I see them on the wall. It's it's a uh, it's I don't know what it is. It just is not that sweet, and it right. has and a. There's something about the texture of it too, right? It goes down really easy. Yeah, it does go down easy. Uh, so I will use that, and then. Um, and then, yeah, in between that, I just tend to really try to, I do, I'll eat like things like peanut butter and jelly. And so just will you eat whatever's at the aid station? Not everything. I do tend to look for what I feel, um, what is looking good actually. And at I will time. try to get salts at right. the aid station. I will so try to potato eat chips. some chips, chips, some pretzels and things like that. Maybe the potatoes. And then at night or, you know, long races, even at Hard Rock, it was like getting, if it's cool and getting warmer foods, like the broth, I'm right, sure you noodles, had. Soup, yeah. The healing broth. So oh, yeah. I have, uh, I tend to 
really try to get a variety of fuel sources, but um, but gels and goos are an important part. So do you of start with gels and goos and find yourself transitioning? Now yeah. we're talking specifically to the hundred mile distance right. or like a fifty. You transition away from those. Yeah, I think that's would be true to state that. Um, one of the things I do try to do is keep eating early and often. You probably heard that. You really don't want to wait too long and get into a deficit, especially when you've got a, right. you know, a hard rock ahead of you. So you do really what you can get, get those gels, you know, get the real food if you can take a little bit and keep, uh, keep that going in the early part of the day. Because as you get a little later into the night, you're not going to maybe feel like eating as much. So I try to prevent by eating when i'm feeling Ahead. fairly good before you and get then behind try to keep up with it so do you do you take the same gels and drinks on your training runs do you train with the right. same things yes okay. I, I do i am a proponent of that of training right. with what you are going to in even the conditions what your conditions might be for the race so if right. you're going to the western states or you're going to a hotter race you know trying to train in some hot conditions get used to drinking get your stomach used to feeling you know Queasy getting that and hot exactly oh. uh you don't want to <laughs> show up to the first time and be surprised by that so yeah I, I use the same things in my training and then i usually just bring be ready to, I think one other thing I just say is be ready to uh, change the what you need in, in the race. So be flexible. Be flexible. Exactly. Right. Yeah, if you can only eat one type of food, you might find that you're, so mixing it up and getting used to having a little variety. Well, you see that even more and more when people do a race on the Q&A, and the race directors do a good job of it, but they always say, what kind of gels and electrolytes are your aid stations? Because that helps mm -hmm. prepare, okay, you're using, it's true. You're yeah. using. say it's, you know, I'm looking at the wall, so say you're using Tailwind, and you're right. using it at your races, oh, maybe I won't bring my stuff. Right. You know, but if it's using Tailwind, but you're used to, Just there's another thing on the wall, to. there's goo and heat or whatever, you're like, oh, I better bring my own. Yeah. So... So it is a matter of training. We've heard that a lot on the show. Train yeah. with what you're going to use in a race, and then you Train will know, and your body will know what to do with it. Exactly. Yeah, it's going to know, hey, this is what it's I need to do. It's going to be less likely to go haywire on you. That's right. And Never rebel. do. It's not a, I wore, one time I wore uh, gaiters for the first time ever at the hmm. Wasatch, one of my first Wasatch, and I don't know what happened, but I had, like, complete meltdown, like the... There was blisters and like these, these gaiters. I had never worn them before, so I think it really does pay to just not not introduce too many new things on those race days. Yeah, Joel has a, a good thing. He he uh, he paced me at Wasatch a couple years ago, and I was at Brighton, and I didn't want to leave, and they made me. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That and happens. We, <laughs> we ran into to Mark Coleman the other day. Yeah, we ran up on the trail, and he got me out of the out of the aid station. But I have a pair of Black Diamond Z poles. Oh, yeah. They're super sexy. I love them. I like just grabbing them, you know, but I've never used them. Okay. I've never used them on a trail. <laughs> I've never walked with them on a trail. We left Brighton, and Joel hands me my Z-poles. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. And I grab them, and we start going up the climb. I didn't know how to use them. He I'm like smacking them. He's rocks. never used them before. I've never used them. So I'm like, what do I do? How do I, you know, I mean, it was frustrating. Yeah. Next and thing so I know, he's like collapsing them and tossing them at me, <laughs> throwing a fit. I was like, I'm this, like right, why are we doing I'll this? It did. It took my mind off the pain, but it, it was, did. I used it on the day. I didn't know what I was doing. Right. Yeah. Right. So it's even the same thing because you mentioned yep. it earlier. You, you start using poles. Yep. Practice or train yeah. with what you're going to use, whether it's a vest, a waist belt, yeah. poles. Mm -hmm. I don't care what it is. You got you to give it a shot. Yeah. And if you're going to try something new, don't try it at a 100 miler. 
Yeah. Try the short distance. <laughs> Where you can get away with a little more give. And, exactly. Yeah. You have more latitude to <laughs> screw up. <laughs> or have it, have it disposable so you can just leave it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> just leave the evidence. With a, with a note on that. it. Yeah. With a note on it. Whoever Someone wants this takes it. I'm free. Find you know? this yeah. good exactly. home needed. <laughs> That's right. So what do you do to prepare for a race as far as like, what are you going to eat the night before and what are you going to eat the day of? And let's be, let's be specific. What are you going to do for a hundred mile distance? Okay. Um, for me, I have found that I have a pretty good stomach. And so, uh, but I, I, so I do tend to eat more carbohydrate foods. So I usually would have something like the pasta or, um, you know, get some protein, maybe get, uh, I eat a little bit of fish. And so I am a little, one thing I just know is that eating a good meal is important. So I'm not, I'm not like, I'm not trying to. Like size wise good or yeah, the quality? Both. I feel, uh, I don't eat like a high fat meal. That's probably a little too heavy. I tend to try to avoid maybe really kind of any kind of fried foods and things. I just really try to get the quality carbs with, um, I do eat some vegetables and protein. Um, but I, I think for me, the, the pre race meal is also important. And I usually do get up early to get in those so calories. Pre race, you mean that morning? Yeah. Up. The morning, morning up, up okay. even if, you know, getting up a little early, making sure that I have like, I'll, I do pretty large amount of oatmeal, get the fruit, get, you know, even some orange juice. I just try oh. to get, I know. I Really? You yeah, go after it. I go orange juice. I get some. You I've, do have a solid gut. I do have a gut. So I, I think that's been a, a benefit for me. So I don't know that what I do would work for everyone. Right. So everybody's got to figure yeah. it out. But it's always good to hear what, you know, right. the veterans do. And we consider you a veteran because you've been around for a while and you've been successful. What helps right. you, right? And it's going to yeah. maybe help somebody else. Solid breakfast is really. I think a key when you're getting ready to run, especially all day. Right. Well, so I'm going to rewind a little bit because I've right. heard mixing, and again, it's it depends on the person. So your pre-race, not the morning of, but the is it the night before? But is it because I've heard people say it's not the meal you eat the night before; uh -huh. it's the meal you eat the night two before, nights before. Night so if your before. race is on a Saturday morning, right? Thursday night's meal, yeah, is the like the key. Now, do you, what do you feel about Here's that? I think depending on what your overall, we went, we talked about this idea of what your day-to-day -day pattern is. So for me, I do tend to eat a little on the higher carbohydrate side. I'll be honest, like I most almost vegetarian, so I'm eating like a lot of these carbs, like. But they're good carbs, right? Good carbs. They're, they're good carbs. Whole so, grains. Yeah, we need to so my diet yeah. is already a little higher in carbs, so right. I don't need that. I don't feel that for me that I need to load on carbohydrates even like a couple nights before a race because I'm pretty. I'm already kind of getting those carbs. So right. for me, I tend to just feel that um, while it might be a good idea for some people that are lower on the carb scale to get some additional carbs potentially, even a couple days before the race, um, just to refuel and stock up your muscle glycogen. Um, I don't know. I tend to find that it's your day-to-day -day pattern what is really going to make the difference. And so I don't feel that I have to do uh, something extremely different even a couple days before so a race. So it's kind of, for you, it's more of for just me. your normal But routine. I have other friends who are like, they their stomach gets real nervous and kind of bad and their GI is, is like not that great. So they go on a, a somewhat liquid diet okay. uh, a oh. couple days 
I know, even wow. a day before, which they're drinking like soups and they're getting a lot of um, maybe smoothies and things. Um, they try to keep their calories up and get, but they want their GI to be kind of, you know, fresh and fresh. empty almost. Yeah, really. pretty much, right? Yeah, and they found that that works for them, so it, it is very individual. So finding what works for you is kind of that moral, right? We, we've talked about this over and over. Seems again, nebulous, right? but yeah. you gotta find what works for you. Well, and there's so many options out there, there like are. we said, with not right. just the nutrition that we can see here in the store, but the food you eat at home. Right. Um, and again, Joel's mentioned it. It's mentioned before test it you yeah, know even it. not just for a race but maybe you've got a long training run on a weekend right you know try it that way eat yeah. a good meal friday night get up try something in the morning you know whatever the time frame is and try it to see because that's the best place to try it if your training run suffers that's better than your race suffers because yeah. the race is what you're looking at right so that's right you that you know we've been saying you know maybe don't try don't change something in in a way because you're coming up to the race don't change anything just yeah. eat normal right really that's what you should maybe ultimately think about yeah I've because seen if some you, yeah if you change it and you eat that big fat pasta oh, dinner man, you're gonna be in trouble right it and might I, not sit well yeah no. i've seen some people say they're carb loading and i yeah. thought that's more than carb loading <laughs> yeah, exactly. that's the last supper bro you're deep <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know, you're gonna, you're gonna, gonna be hitting, hitting, the, it. hitting yeah. the bushes a lot <laughs> and that's a good point about like people traveling for races and yeah. stuff you kind of have to be aware that you're introducing something new into your environment just right. from your food environment you're maybe mm -hmm. eating at the race uh dinner or you're going to some new restaurants and things yeah don't do that don't don't <laughs> eat the race dinner <laughs> that's those the, usually don't work out they so don't well. work out well just, yeah. just keep sooner or later get your that, plan yeah. and and stick to it exactly i had that problem a couple of years ago we went down to do the zion 50 and we went to i can't remember the name of it it's like this awesome little restaurant it looks like it's in a gas station and they had a green chili burger oh, that sounds mm. like it's and gonna be trouble right there for some reason the i was like that is gonna taste so good right now and it did but the next day put the hurting on me so bad well we Aww. did it at elva Caraloco. oh my gosh we, that's we right went to race check in and joel and we were like oh let's go to this mexican restaurant we've oh. never tried before that Ooh. yeah that hurt for <laughs> like three days heck <laughs> yeah. with a race man. <laughs> that's right i was i remember i was running I was out, I was run I was running for the woods because mm -hmm. after the first aid station I was like yeah this ain't working so I run over to the woods and I can see Eric and like Emily Pontius and I think Sean Nalder was with us yeah. I see all of them go cruising down the trail and I, I catch up to them and they're like where were you and I'm like well, where do you think I was <laughs> we leapfrogged the yeah. whole day because we both had the same problem same mexican restaurant yeah, problem. and that's and that's a perfect example when you go to a race not just because you come to salt lake city you go to you know a big city there's lots of options yeah. you go to these Red smaller Iguana. towns yeah you go to, yeah, Red Iguana. <laughs> you go yeah, to these right. small towns like in afton wyoming like a silverton colorado mm -hmm. there's not a lot of options no that's and when you're bringing your own that's stuff, when you right? need to pay attention yeah. if you can and bring your own food it you makes know, sense af after the race kill it do what you need crush to do. It. Yeah. Just <laughs> reduce the number of factors you need to yep. worry about. Worry yep. about. I think that's a good idea. That's why I started doing it. Is like so when I went and design last year, I took all my food for the night before. Because you know, at Matt Gunn's races, you get two meal tickets. Yeah. And you see people crushing those pizzas the night <laughs> wood, before the race. Wood fire pizzas. Oh my gosh. And they're so good and you're just like I, that's nothing but trouble coming your way in about 12 hours, right? <laughs> so I, I bring my food now for the night before and the morning of, you yeah, know. Yeah. I'll just I'll hard boil some eggs and a couple of pieces of bacon, and I'm good to go the morning of, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's even more than I do for training. Training runs, I don't eat anything before my training runs. Yeah, I don't either. You know, so I don't want to deviate too much from that. <laughs> yeah, stick but with it. Yeah, the night before, it's like, 
a little bit of chicken, maybe a little salad, then I'm I'm good. So yeah. if you go go to one of Matt Gunn's races, know that you're gonna get two tickets. Save them for after the Save race. Enjoy that race. pizza after. Oh yeah, it's, it's so good. So good. It is good. Especially I've with been your there. favorite beverage. Yes, that's yeah. right. Because you're yeah. already enjoying it then. Yeah, just try try to get done early with the race, so that way the, the <laughs> human the human soup that is the hot tub is not too funky. All right, just remember that. Or just not. Do it. Thank yeah. you. That's yeah. a whole nother topic right, right? there. It is, because you get all those stinky. <laughs> Don't introduce <runners>. the <laughs> Yeah. I've seen people in the hot tub with pizza and beer. And it's just this cycle of stinky <laughs> runners doing the same thing over and over again. It's a petri dish. It is. And what's awesome too is because right next to it you've got the shower that he's got set up. And then right next to that is a bathroom. So you have this like this perfect line of just Accidents rain that happen, yeah, right? Yeah, but his bathrooms are pretty sweet because they're like hamster cages. Yeah, they are. <laughs> <laughs> you throw pine, pine dust on there. That's right. They're natural. Yeah. yeah, they are all they're natural. Awesome. They're awesome. They're going to get natural. It's like awesome. being in the woods. It's yeah. going to be like this natural flow of E. coli, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's awesome. So I think that we're kind of maybe at the point where we can start wrapping this show yeah, up. Yeah, we could wrap it up. But we, we like we said, we definitely want to get you back on yeah. because, there's, I mean, this topic, me and Joel talked about, this could be a two-part series. It could be a two-hour show. Easily. Um, and, you know, maybe what we could do even is if you have a question. Please do. Send us, send us your question because when we get her back on, we can ask her these questions. Absolutely. Because yeah. there's a lot of information, like, like she mentioned, she's – this is what she does. This is her lifestyle. This right. is what she does. She knows what she's talking about. So are you taking on new clients right now on the private side? You know, I do see some private patients. Do I, you want some? Clients. Do, do um, you want any? You know, right now, um, my practice is really small. Okay. So um, I, I tend to, to work with people that, um, you know, it seems like a good fit where we, you know, I want to be the, the right provider and coach for someone right. so it, it tends to be very individual um but right. I, I would be definitely open to people love well, to hear from people so if you would like to seek out suzanne's uh services um she has a website we're kind of working on it right now she and i are um the contact information's on there and it's yep. revitalnutrition.com correct that's right and, and we'll, have, we'll have, have that in the show notes yeah, we'll right put it in the notes so right now there's just this really nice picture on there and her <laughs> contact information. But we're going to hook her up next week, and we'll get all her I can't wait. smoking knowledge up there. Your, your websites are They're amazing. getting better. They're getting better. I'm, like, crazy busy with them right now, which is awesome, but I want more. Yeah. Hint, hint, folks. And give me some. And I think Suzanne just said something great because we've heard it on the show more than once is it's the right fit again. It you is. Know, we, had, we had some coaching from Ty Draney and right. others, and it's like, He's not going to take on everybody, and maybe he's not the right person even for you. Right. And I think Suzanne says the same thing. It's got to be that fit and, and feeling that comfort of working with somebody. And, and I think that's, if to that me, that's awesome. If not there, you know, you'll refer them to somebody else, that's right? That's right. I have a, yeah, a lot of um, connections and yep. love to get people connected to yeah. where they're going to find what they're looking for. I, I just love that. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so what we have coming up next, we've got a couple more things to cover. Um, one, we need to go through a quick lightning round. With with Suzanne, right? Yes, we will. She's, we're this not is the we're, part I'm yeah. scared about. We're not really prepared for. Maybe we are. We are, but we. It's been a while since we've done a lightning right. round, so this is gonna be fun. So while Eric's getting the lightning round stuff set up, um, what we got coming up? So this this show will air. Is this gonna be a Tuesday show, Eric? Yes, it will. So this this show will air on Tuesday, and then following that up, 
we will have, I think we're going to do another bonus show, folks, with, with Canis. Um, so that'll be something to look forward to. And then after that is going to be the Buffalo run. So, again, we are going to be out there with Studio 78. We didn't bring Studio 78 with us today because I'm not quite sure it would have made it up here to Park City. It's just got a little bit of a problem. We're getting diagnosed tomorrow. Yeah, um, get a bad headache riding around in it right now. But, anyways, we're going to take Studio 78 to Antelope Island. Uh, come out there, visit us, drop by. We'll get you on the mics real quick um and then also well beaverhead yeah we got that announcement coming up in just a couple days on yeah. monday before this show before is show. launched we'll know who we uh, got the beaverhead right. race entry and there's been a lot of people and it's been yeah. it's been fun to see that'll be that's a cool race i'm looking forward to that all right so now we are at the moment of truth lightning round all right now yeah. you, you haven't seen heard questions. some of these you've heard some of these before but hopefully we'll throw a curveball at you okay okay why don't you start off there okay what is a bucket list race adventure that you still want to do for running? Oh, I really want to do UTMB, oh, Ultra Trail go. Mont Blanc. Nice. Right yeah. I'm That's glad you said it because I would have slaughtered it. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite race buckle? Oh, um, uh, I was going to say the Hard Rock, but they don't give hard. Uh, the, I, I, I would say my Hard Rock poster. They don't give a buckle for they the race? They don't give a buckle. What? Yeah. yeah. Well, they do, don't they? I've seen some, haven't I? I don't think so. Maybe I, you just think They didn't yours. give me one. <laughs> okay, get her her buckle, because I know but I've it, seen it's Hard a, Rock But it's buckle. a poster with a beautiful picture of the San Juan Mountains on well, it. Well, hell, I can get that anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, they're pretty. <laughs> these are great. These I've are seen really these. really special. <laughs> I've seen these. So let me ask you this. Do you, do you run with an iPod or music at all? Not a lot. But, um, you, but you have. I have. All I right. do. What's your what's your guilty pleasure on your iPod? Uh, it's the the reggae. Oh, reggae, huh? <laughs> How's I, that guilty? That's I good don't stuff. know if it's yeah. guilty or not. Come on, you I gotta don't give us I more dirt than like that. We okay. need some dirt, girl. Right. Give it to us. What else do I listen to? Something you're not gonna readily admit. Really to. Yeah, admit that I like We're it. We're your two new best friends. That's right. No one's gonna hear this. No, what nobody. What do I like? <laughs> no, it's not what you like. It's what you're like. What I don't want people it's what to you, know exactly, about. Exactly, it's that yeah. one. Yep. Cindy Lauper? Whoa! Yeah. That's a good that's one. Old school. That's Girls juicy. just want to have fun. Yeah, that's juicy. I like now that. You know who would like that is Turtle Miller. Uh, I think he probably has that on his iPod. Uh, right next to, next to Shania, Shania Twain. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So <laughs> that wasn't meat or veggies? Old school. Um, I admit I'm a veggies girl. Nice. I love the veggies. What's your favorite trail running shoe? Oh, that's new. We haven't done that yet. I like I run in the Pearl Azumi N2s wow. and uh those I really enjoy the Pearl Azumi. They have uh, a little bit of width and they're yeah. just I, I'm not that afraid upper of upper is so comfy, right? Yeah, they really just I seamless don't know, they upper. work for me. Nice yeah. job Mike Thompson over at Pearl Azumi giving you a shout out. That's right. We <laughs> haven't we haven't had anybody talk about Pearl Azumi in a long time. Eric and I, you know, we've We've had a little sponsorship love from them in the past, yeah. and we like their product a lot. I may or may not have a pair of N3s on my porch when I get home. Are you serious? Oh. N3. N3, the newest the one new that has one. just the, barely the launched. The ones that are out but not out. Exactly. Yes. Sweet. You got a pair for me too, maybe? Please? <laughs> <laughs> next next question. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Whose turn is it? My ears. It's you. Oh, man. All right. Uh, social media, Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram? Ooh, I have all three. I do use Facebook quite a bit, but I've been getting into Instagram Not lately. I like I like a fi- a picture. You yeah, know, it right? says a thousand words. That's right. It's or a, or a thousand hashtags. Oh yeah, don't don't be the hashtag queen. We <laughs> I, don't I'm not that. so much into the hashtags. Good, thank so you. I miss that. We boat. have some friends that are into it, and God bless you, and we love you still. But 
No, we're over it. I just look at the pictures. Yeah. Okay. Next. Next one. What is your favorite slash best race performance and oh. why? Okay. I do think one year at Wasatch. My I guess was my second or third year doing the Wasatch. I. I had a fairly good race for me, and um, I remember what I did that race was, I think for me, the posi- the mindset is key. I have found that mile 60 in a 100-miler in a can be a very dangerous time, and so I did actually have a really great pacer, a good friend, um, and I just somehow, I stayed focused on that end goal um so i think that to me the mental has been always one of the biggest challenges of a good race and so i think i one one or two one time at wasatch i actually raced and and got that mental attitude positive right on that's awesome okay so here's a question we just wrapped up our our pacer and crew series pacer or no pacer yeah, you mentioned that. I, I'm a fan of Pacers, and I've, I thank you for all of you Pacers in my life. Um, I am looking forward, though, to, to going out now to try to race without Pacers a okay. little bit more. I think as you get into running, longer you've run, you start to wonder, you know, what can I do when I'm on my own? Can I... Uh, that's kind of the next challenge for me is kind of uh, lowering my pacer dependence and right. uh, challenging myself there. That's awesome. That yeah. is good. We can even talk about that. Yeah. No, we didn't shows. get a chance to talk about that, but she just answered the question. There you go. Yeah. So what would your <laughs> advice be to a new trail runner? Not a necessarily an yeah, ultra runner, but just sure. someone that's getting into the trails. What's some, what's advice you have? Because you were there yeah. you know, from, the, from the other side. Absolutely. Um, I think some of the best things is, you know, one, give yourself time to get used to the trail and, and really um, allow yourself to feel and enjoy what the experience is like, sort of like this mindful thing we talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, I think some of the best things about trail are the, um, the quiet. And if you can kind of learn how to enjoy that quiet and get out there, um, the more you do it, the more you probably start to crave it. So yeah. I think just give yourself the time to, to find your own, path in it and and make sure you connect with the people uh, the community like we talked about these these people that can teach you how to do it so dang we could end there but let's we got a couple more good ones here we do Uh we do that was a good that was that was we can yeah anyway so beard or clean shaven oh uh for me personally i haven't grown a beard lately okay but uh (laughs) i like a I like a clean-shaven guy. My boyfriend currently has long hair, and I, I like his long hair. Oh, lucky duck. He can have <laughs> long hair. <laughs> that's that pretty funny. Yeah, he uh, has hair. It's good. <laughs> yeah, it is. While you're looking the list over, do you drink beer? I do drink a beer every top now and beers. then. Top three beers. Go. I don't know if I can name three, but two. I will say my top, top one is top one. epic. <laughs> smoked and oaked. Oh. I'm all about that smoked and oaked beer. Local brewery yeah, here local. Salt Lake City. I like a local beer. And then honestly... Okay, um, give me your, your second one. The second one. It's uh, it's going to be another epic. Oh, okay. Wow. They have that. like a sage beer. Oh. Like a Saison? Yeah. yeah. Sage, I've tried the sage and I honestly, that just didn't do it for me. Really? But I know exactly okay. you know what you can do with that. If now, you like sage. Yeah, I've talked, like I that. think I've told you this before. You can cook a whole chicken in a sage Saison and oh, it is yeah. so good. I'll try that then. Yeah. That sounds really good actually. Yeah. Okay, a couple more questions, and then we'll we'll uh, let you off the hook. But they got to be zingers, though. So here's oh, here's geez. a good one. This was Save given the best for last. This this question was actually emailed to us from mm. one of our listeners and fan supporters, Lindsay Locke. So Lindsay, here you go. Here's your question: 
Would you rather fight one horse-sized duck or 100 duck-sized horses? Ooh. <laughs> I'll take the first one. You'd oh, rather fight one horse-sized duck. Yeah, I will take on that duck any day. I don't know if how fast they can waddle after me. <laughs> they fly That's fast, a, though. A great question. <laughs> that is good. That came from one of the one of the supporters of the show. Thank I think you, we can wrap it Lindsay. up. That's right. So thank you so much. Yeah, thank well, you very much. Yeah, thanks for joining us today again. Thanks for you know driving up here. Uh, we really hope you enjoyed yourself. We've really enjoyed getting to know you yep. and some of the great you know wisdom you've taught us even so we will schedule another show you're not going to be off the hook yet nope, not yet um, especially like, leading up to the western we're going to get yeah. you before western and after yep. oh after good that. you're going to motivate me yeah, that's good go. we will I'll definitely take it. do that <laughs> yep. so uh we'll sign off now but again take a look at the show notes best way to get a hold of suzanne suzanne thank you for your time and we are out thank you guys so much thanks for your doing Thank you for listening to the Trail Manners Podcast. We'd like to thank Suzanne Lewis for taking time out of her schedule to join us today. We'd also like to thank Canis and Park City Running Company for being such gracious hosts and mixing up these sweet, dirty chives. We could also like to encourage you to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Trail Manners or swing by our website at trailmanners.com. Until next time, this is Eric Manning with Joel Hatch reminding you, you don't get what you wish for, you get what you work for. Now go get it.